Day number 88. 88. All right, day 88, day 101, since Joe Biden promised he wouldn't abandon Americans, and boy, he abandoned them. Uh, glad you're with us. we got a lot of ground to cover today. We have uh, all things BillOReilly.com. He's going to join us. I am stunned watching this trial of, of Rittenhouse. This is Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, that's the Kenosha, Wisconsin case. I, I never thought I'd get as interested in it as I've gotten watching what's unfolding in the court. Um, just moments ago, well, I should say all throughout the day, I mean, the judge has been brutal to the prosecution. And on, on three separate occasions, he literally ripped the prosecution apart. Um, the defense has now put out a motion for a mistrial. That motion is under consideration. Kyle is still under cross-examination by the prosecution. Seems to have been, you know, been holding up. This all started to go south for the prosecution when their star witness, one of, now remember, there were three people shot, two died. One name the, that was shot, is his name is uh, Gage uh, Grosskrauts, I think is how you say it. I'm not trying to mispronounce his name. And while under cross-examination, Greg Jarrett had a great line about this. He said, cross-examination is known as the engine of truth. If done effectively, deceptions are shredded, lies unravel, and truth emerges. And so it happened in this Wisconsin courtroom. And this is what happened earlier in the week. This is the prosecution's chief witness. And he's admitting under cross-examination that he pointed the gun before Kyle Rittenhouse shot him. Listen. Does this look like right now your arm is being shot? That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yes. Okay. And it's being vaporized because you're pointing your gun directly at him. Yes? Yes. Okay, so when you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. He aimed the gun right at him. Now, Wisconsin's self-defense law allows somebody to use deadly force, quote, if necessary, to prevent the imminent death or great bodily harm. Now, the jury's got to decide whether or not Rittenhouse believed he was in peril at the time and whether that belief was reasonable under the circumstances. Anyway, we're going to get into this later. I'm going to play the judge's admonition to the prosecution as as well. It's not something you see on a on a regular basis that I can tell you. Um, I told you yesterday about the tragedy of, you know, another no bail person out with a gun violation, killing an innocent young man in New York. They had statistics in New York, by the way, that just came out. Um, subway crime in New York City is now up by 80 percent. This, you know, this defund and dismantle the police thing is really catching on. It's really they're doing a great job. Stores closing in, in different areas of the country like San Francisco, because basically thieves have been told, well, as long as you don't steal a thousand bucks worth of merchandise, you're not going to be charged or arrested. It's pretty unbelievable. You know, we, we watch this, we've been watching the unfolding of this January 6th commission. Uh, at the time, I said, we can't have that at our institutions. We can't have 
lawlessness. You can't have rioting. You can't have we've got to protect our elected officials. Uh, I said it. I meant it because I just believe in, in the rule of law. It's really that simple. Where is the commission? I mean, I know they kicked off Jim Jordan and they kicked off Jim Banks and they put on Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger. Where is the commission for the 534 riots over the summer of 2020 that the media tried to deny and Democrats never talked about? The one that Kamala Harris, you know, uh, promoted the bail fund for people in Minnesota, if you remember at the time after the burning down of the police precinct, so that those people involved in those, quote, so-called peaceful protests that weren't peaceful, dozens of Americans died, Cops were being pelted with bricks and rocks and bottles and Molotov cocktails. Thousands of them were injured. City blocks were taken over. Police precincts burned to the ground and lootings, you know, adding up to billions of dollars in stolen merchandise happened. I don't see a commission for that either, nor do I see the people involved in the riots of the summer of 2020. I don't see any of them being prosecuted. Why is that? You know, I'm getting it's if we're now going to have an America where we don't have equal justice and equal application of our laws and we're going to have this dual justice system, then you don't really have the great republic that we think we have because every law is based on that document known as the Constitution. And fundamentally, you don't apply it in one case and not the other case. Just like a president doesn't get to pick and choose what laws they want to obey and those laws that they don't want to obey. You know, Joe Biden just saying he's not going to enforce the laws of the land as it relates to our borders. And not only is he not enforcing the law, you know, he he does have the choice, the option, along with Democrats to change the law. If they don't like the law, if they can get that done, I don't think they'd ever get it done. Um, But then he's aiding and abetting in the process. You know, facilitating the law breaking, dispersing people in the dark of night or, as Jen Psaki says, early morning flights or preferential treatments for illegal immigrants, meaning no covid testing, no vaccine mandate and transportation to the state of your choice, uh, usually in the dark of night, 2 a.m., 4 a.m. Or as Jen Psaki says, an early morning flight. And there's no need to covid test them because they're not going to be here very long. Well, it appears when you drop them off at an airport that they're going to be here for an awful long period of time. Um, so much of what I have to report today, I, I, I don't want to report. I want this country to succeed. I want America to be great. I want Americans to be successful. And we're now at a point where the Democratic Party is now almost exclusively beholden to this new Green Deal, socialism, radicalism, redistributionism, authoritarianism, socialism, whatever ism you want to call it. And the results are predictably God awful. As we see now, the new numbers coming out today. None of this is good for any of you listening to my voice right now. We now have inflation has surged. We got October's numbers this morning, now surpassing a 31-year high. Inflation. What does inflation mean? Inflation is, well, that means that your, your dollar that you have to purchase goods and services, it doesn't go that far. 
everything now is costing you more. Now it gets worse when you when you factor in the higher price for a gallon of gasoline, the higher price to heat and cool your home, the higher price to of, of every item and service that you buy that you purchase. It disproportionately negatively impacts poor and middle class Americans the most because they cannot afford the extra dollar fifty a, a gallon because Joe Biden cares so much about his new Green Deal radicalism socialism. Um, and as we've been pointing out, he even promised to do these things, even wanting to put CEOs of energy companies in jail, but wanting higher prices and stating so. Listen. If we got that, would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. If we don't stop using fossil fuels, we're all dead. Doing away with any subsidies for fossil fuels, number one. Number two, holding them liable for what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you, you know the deal, okay? And by the way, when they don't, when they're deliberate, put them in jail. That's what I, I'm not joking. Hold them liable, put them in jail because they're producing the lifeblood of the world's economy? Now, I don't see Joe talking about putting OPEC uh, nations in jail as he's simultaneously begging them to increase their output because he's the one responsible for artificially reducing the supply of energy in the world because he was in he inherited energy independence this is absolute insanity it is it is madness uh as as he has this i guess this this woman listen to one appointment uh, this woman's name is uh amarova i believe is how you pronounce it saying that on fossil fuel industries saying we want them to go bankrupt. Now, look at this through the prism of how radical this is. What alternative do we have? You know, Joe doesn't have to beg Texas, Oklahoma, Alaska, and North Dakota. They will gladly up their production, exploration, and we could fairly expeditiously get back to energy independence that he gave up. And then we would increase the world's supply of energy and not be beholden to the cartel, as Jennifer Granholm calls it, um, OPEC, and we won't have to beg them anymore to increase production. But listen to this appointee of, of Joe Biden. For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt. In, in, in short order, at least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? I won't play it now, but I, I have the tape of Barack Obama saying he wants higher prices, but he just prefers it goes up gradually. America, we don't need to import a barrel of oil from OPEC. We have more resources than the entire Middle East combined when you look at oil, gas, and coal. We don't need it. For example, now, once again, the events that happen in the Middle East, you know, impact the free flow of oil at market prices. You know, now the Straits of Hormuz, where the Iranians play all their games, 
That is now back as a national security issue for us because we now have to import oil because Joe Biden single-handedly destroyed the energy sector in the country. And every single thing, want to know why inflation is surging to a 31-year high? In large part because of energy. Consumer prices exploding to a 30-year high. Labor Department saying consumer price index, measuring what consumers pay for goods and services, increased at the fastest annual pace since 1990. Inflation also topped 5% for the fifth straight month. The so-called core price index which excludes the often volatile categories of food and energy in October, climbed 4.6% from a year earlier on a monthly basis. CPI increased to a seasonally adjusted blah, blah, blah. All of this is bad news. All of this could be resolved by adopting Donald Trump's energy independence policies, which you know they're never going to do. It's getting so bad, U.S. food banks are now struggling to feed hungry people because they can't afford to put gas in their car, heat and cool their home, pay higher prices at the grocery and drugstore for everything, and put food on the table the way they're used to. That's how bad it is, and it's all caused by Joe Biden's, you know, marriage to this radical socialist New Green Deal agenda. And, of course demonizing fossil fuels every way he can. Uh, this Build Back Better tax rate is uh, put implemented. 66.2% will be the top tax rate in New York. There's not a single state that will escape <clears throat> below a 50-plus percent, tax, 51% tax rate, meaning 51 cents of every dollar you make will go to state, local, and, and federal government. That, that's the minimum. In every single state. The worst state is New York, 66%. You know, it's interesting. Manchin actually sounded the alarm yesterday after the new consumer data came in because this was actually pretty stunning and shocking and scary. Um, Consumer prices are up more than 8.6% from last year. And then you're paying higher oil prices. And Manchin sounded the alarm. He said um, in a tweet, that the threat from inflation isn't isn't temporary and it is instead getting worse gross from the grocery store to the gas pump americans know inflation tax is real and dc can no longer ignore the economic pain americans are feeling every single day mansion warning throughout the last three months i've been straightforward about my concerns i will not support a reconciliation package that expands social programs and irresponsibly adds to our nearly $29 trillion in national debt. Problem he has is the rest of his party, led by Biden, they have chosen to bow at the altar of new Green Deal radical socialism and climate extremism. uh, This is now the entire party. And then Biden's out there claiming, well, two-thirds of uh, income-earning New Yorkers Um, that we're going to be better off if we pass Build Back Better New Green Deal Socialism. Uh, But then he's also saying it's going to cost you zero. Zero. It's not going to cost you anything. 3.5 trillion. Zero. Won't cost you a penny. It's all a lie. And 25 to the top of the hour. You know who predicted these high gas prices under Biden? His name is Donald Trump. Listen. 
And gas prices, you like that $2 gas, right? How about $5, $6, and $7? Darling, let's sell the car. It's a little bit too large. Let's get a compact. Biden's plan is an economic death sentence. An economic death sentence. If this, if these tax hikes go through and you add it and couple it with this inflation and the high cost of energy, well, just the tax hikes alone will make America the, the, the single highest taxed country in the industrialized world. Because, you know, this idea that it's free and it's going to cost zero, none of that's going to come to fruition. How do you how do you logically make the argument that we're going to spend three point five trillion or one point seven five trillion or whatever the number ends up being? And it's going to cost you nothing. It won't cost you anything. But think about this. Now, you've got these 11 senators, Democratic senators writing Biden saying, hey, uh, you need to do something about high gas prices. But remember, Biden, what he said when I played earlier, and that is he wanted higher gas prices. Look, once you buy into the climate alarmism, new Green Deal, radical socialism, you think you know better. You think you're saving the planet. Now, does it make any sense if the lifeblood, if I'm correct, the lifeblood of the world's economy is energy and oil, gas and coal right now uh, are the the world's best options. You could add nuclear, but that wouldn't get through with the climate extremists in this country. But now we're going to now we need more energy and we're begging OPEC. What's the difference if OPEC pulls out a barrel of oil from the ground or if we pull it out? How does that how is that less impacting to the environment, which is what they say that they care the most about? Why wouldn't you give the American people the two dollar gallon gasoline that they grew accustomed to when Donald Trump drove us to energy independence for the first time in 75 years? All of this is predictable and all of it is preventable, just like the border mess is preventable, just like the Afghanistan mess was preventable. I mean, every single thing that he is doing would be easily fixed, but he'd have to adopt Donald Trump's policies to do it. And I doubt that that's ever going to happen, which means that they will electorally there's there's going to be the American people are not going to put up with this. Um, you know, we're heading into a schedule here in in D.C. where the U.S. Senate, they're only scheduled to be in three weeks for the rest of the entire year. By the way, I prefer they stay out 365 days a year, maybe 364, come in, pass a quick budget and get out because we'll probably save a lot more money if, if they had that kind of schedule. Anyway, there's almost no chance whatsoever that that he- schedule can be met. Congress has to fund the government past December the 3rd. They've got a massive defense policy bill that they've got to get done. They got to finish whatever this reconciliation bill ends up being. They got to get that done. Um, They've got to also potentially maneuver around a U.S. credit default. Each one of these bills could take days, if not weeks, in and of itself. Now you got Joe Manchin on record who wants to slow things down. And then you've got, you know, senators anticipating a short term government funding um, bill in the in the in the interim and republicans say they're not going to help now they said this the last time 
But at the last minute, Mitch McConnell and 10 other Republicans in the Senate, they caved and they raised the debt ceiling. Um, I hope they don't cave the next time. Democrats still bullish on being able to close this whole thing out. I, I just I just I have no idea what this is going to look like, nor does anybody else. Anybody that says they know how this is going to end doesn't because they don't even know what they're doing. It changes literally by the hour. Nancy Pelosi makes a com- a comment in a trip to Scotland with the suggestion that our military is an egregious polluter. Now we have to fund the military. Now we're going to put we're going to put new green deal climate change standards on the military as China is building up hypersonic missiles that can deliver nukes and and we're worried about Nancy Pelosi's top priority that you know is the military exempt from climate talks even as it's the largest polluter than 140 countries combined we recognize that as well and added the military is a big user of fuel but argued that there were many initiatives over time to convert from fossil fuel to other sources of fuel to run the mill what are they when it comes to protecting liberty and freedom um i don't think shortcuts work or experiments work in new green deal socialism so i'm i'm not exactly sure where she's headed there anyway 800-941-SEAN our number you want to be a part of the program um i want to move to some covid news that we have um because Let's see. Nancy Pelosi has been caught yet again violating her own indoor mask rule. Uh, Apparently photos of her partying indoors this weekend at a California wedding appeared. And apparently Pelosi officiated the wedding at San Francisco Hall before the guests had to show proof of vaccination, made their way to, quote, the Getty Mansion with a celebration continued. The event also attended by Gavin Newsom. And the San Francisco mayor, London Breed, and all three of them in attendance hobnobbing with the maskless uh, partiers and and revelers, I guess, you know, at at a billionaire uh, heiress's wedding and nobody had a mask on. Now, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, outspoken opponent of masking and vaccination mandates, was fined Monday by Pelosi or I think a third or fourth time for not wearing a mask on the house floor. How does that make any sense? Um, if you listen to this program and for any length of time, you know that I am an in and out burger nut. My favorite, one of my favorite hamburger places ever. And anyway, weeks after the only in and out burger in San Francisco had to close down, was closed down by health officials because they failed to follow COVID-19 protocols And they're saying it's not their job to ask people to enforce mask mandates and vaccination mandates. Anyway, under one of the most sweeping new laws in the country, anyone that visits the indoor portion of a long list of establishments, including restaurants, coffee shops, gyms, bars, salons, etc. in Los Angeles, they're going to be required to show proof of vaccination. By the way, they're now doing this with kids in San Francisco, even five years old. And these are the same people that don't want voter ID. So business orders, this is not our job to be doing this. And it's not just Nancy Pelosi caught without a mask. You're getting all these people out there without masks. And the hypocrisy is is pretty breathtaking. Uh, Apparently, Matthew McConaughey's 
made some news speaking out against the vaccine mandates for kids. He said, I'm not vaccinating my kids. Now that they're pushing it for kids 5 to 11, they say that it's not mandated. Although in New York City, they're about to make it mandatory. If you want to take your kid to a restaurant or into any store. Germany advises against Moderna shot for young people over a rare heart condition. That was an article that kind of in the Epic Times that I saw. But you got all these liberals. Chuck Schumer was spotted maskless dancing apparently in Puerto Rico as the House was voting on an infrastructure package. Anyways, dancing without his mask Friday night appeared to be an indoor area in Puerto Rico despite a government mask mandate. You know, New York's Governor Hochul slammed proposing maskless on Broadway while children are forced to mask up in schools. Congresswoman Tlaib slammed after saying she's only wearing the mask since she's on camera. It's not about health. I mean, you, you see how this works? Rules for, for, for all of us, but not for them. Just like, you know, why would we why would we want Obamacare? We don't want that. We don't want the, the worst system ever designed by man in terms of health care. The Texas attorney general suing the Biden administration over the federal vaccine mandate. Uh, Mass Californians covid rate is now twice that of Florida. Now, these things go in waves and, and Florida dealt with a little bit of a hot period with the Delta variant, and I think very wisely, the governor, Ron DeSantis, because Delta really brought to the forefront the breakthrough cases, meaning fully vaccinated people contracting COVID, and he built out these monoclonal antibody centers. I would urge anybody, vaccinated or not vaccinated, call your doctor and ask your doctor if if you test positive about monoclonal antibodies and what they think about it, whether or not it would be the right therapeutic for you. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, and then of course, everybody wants to hate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers apologized. Here's what he said. I understand that people are suffering and this has been a really difficult time, uh, for the last, uh, two years on so many people. And I also know how sports can be such a, uh, a connector and bring people together in times of adversity. And I do realize that I am a role model to a lot of people. And so I just want to start off the show by acknowledging that you know i made some comments that that people might have uh, felt were misleading and uh you know to anybody who felt misled by those comments i take full responsibility for those comments now the packers have fined uh fined them three hundred thousand dollars hit them with fourteen thousand dollars for violating nfl's COVID protocols you know what what i'm trying to understand here is this part of it is and I played the montage. I'll play it again in a second here. And that is all of these people said they would never do a vaccine mandate. You know, I keep pointing out where, where did vaccine hesitancy come from? I believe in science. I believe in vaccination science. Um, I've told everybody to take this seriously. I've seen the worst of it. I know people that have died. It's not pretty. I know people that have survived ventilators and died on ventilators. Um, it has been for many, many people, so painful. Five million plus dead worldwide, nearly 800,000 in the United States alone. That's a lot of people. I don't want anybody getting sick and dying from this. So, but I don't know anything about your health and I'm not a doctor and I didn't go to medical school. But I urge you to do your own research, take it seriously. And then of course, take into account your very unique medical history, current medical condition. 
one-size-fits-all medicine doesn't sound too scientific to me. Some people have very rare conditions, and their doctors advise against getting the vaccine. You know, are we going to make accommodations for that? And, and then make the decision in consultation with your doctor, your doctors, the medical professionals in your life that you trust, people that know what the hell they're talking about. I like to talk to the doctors that have been on the front lines during this, not people like Fauci that keeps flipping and flopping and flailing and frankly was dishonest as it relates to the origins of the coronavirus to begin with. And then at the end of the day, you're going to have to make your own decision on this and, and live with that decision. But they all told us they weren't going to mandate this. Listen. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. I am all for um, more vaccination, um, but uh, you know, I, I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And, and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those, are, those are individual local decisions as well. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. Yeah, well, they changed their mind. You know, look, in my opinion, having done this now for 33 years broadcasting, I think it's kind of over in terms of people have made up their minds. They've heard all the arguments and maybe some people have rare medical conditions. Maybe people believe in, in natural immunity. The, some people just have, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want to get the vaccine. What I am trying to come to grips with here is there seems to me that that, that there's a way to balance this better than, I hate you. You're not vaccinated. And, oh, you know, you're you're reckless and irresponsible and you're going to lose your job, your salary, your pension, your benefits. And people are willing to do that like tens of thousands of them. for whatever reason, why don't why, when Joe Biden mentioned the vaccine mandate, he did say that they'd have the option of getting tested. Why has that option been taken off the table? Why is so little why is why is there so little talk about a therapeutic from all that I have read seems to work fantastically when infused early, that being monoclonal antibodies? In other words, another option. In other words, so you can keep a safe work environment by testing people or people showing that they've been vaccinated if they care to share that information. Nobody seem, you know, two people seem a little too willing for my comfort level to just throw freedom out the window, medical privacy out the window and doctor patient confidentiality out the window. And I'm urging you to take it seriously. 800 and talk to your doctor.